I'm Bay, And I'm Morgan. And we are the Body Acceptance Babes. This is the podcast where we talk about how to accept the body you have, let go of societal expectations to change the way you look, and to just be who you were born to be from the inside out. You'll hear about how we embrace body neutrality, reject diet culture, and learn how you can too. Now on with the show. Hey, Bay, how are you? Hey, Morgan, I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you excited for episode four? So excited. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have a story this week? or Because I definitely have a story this week. I feel like your story, I share in your story. So I think we should just okay. really get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this week is very appropriate that we're talking about diet culture. And we're going to get right into that. Um, but my mi- little mini story, which has a lot to do with it, um, is my daughter started junior kindergarten uh, last week and there was a general note sent home at her school um, that says please pack nutritious lunches um, and I have a friend who has a kid in a different school but in the same school board and they had a similar note home um, and it said like please don't pack anything sugary um, and their child was um, so the, mo- the mom also has another kid in the school who's older she's packed lunches at the school board for years you know kind of so she packed a variety of different things including one homemade chocolate chip cookie and one homemade uh, chocolate chip zucchini muffin and her teacher her kindergarten teacher told her that she that her daughter um, said to the, said to her daughter, you're not allowed to eat that cookie and that zucchini muffin. And so this friend confided in me because we both go to the same we both have kids at the same school board. And I was like livid. Like I was like fuming for her. I was so wound up and so upset um, because this is exactly what we're about to talk about. This is exactly the diet culture mentality that's ingrained in our society. Um, I think that sending a variety of different things is great for lunches, but you shouldn't be putting four-year-olds on a diet. And if they want to have one cookie and one zucchini muffin, then they should be allowed to do that. And that, yeah, in my humble opinion, (laughs) teachers aren't nutritionists or doctors, and they have no right to tell you what you can and can't eat. It's one thing, I will preface this, it's one thing if it's an allergy issue. So say, for example, there's someone in the classroom that would be like allergic to zucchini, that would be a completely different thing because you're putting someone's life at risk, life at risk and whatever. But like this wasn't that. This was a, those things are bad for you, so you can't eat them. Oh my God. Yeah, so the mother is going to, last I heard, the mother was going to have a conversation with the teacher, and that was the last thing I heard. So I don't have children, and I was also fuming when we talked about this the other day. We talked about this off mic the other day because I was so upset about it. Um, And so, you know, because I just found it completely outrageous. Like, I understand wanting to promote nutrition. Um, I understand that, and... Uh, but I don't think it's the place of the school or the school board of the teachers to police food and no. um, to say what children can and can't eat and um, to reinforce diet culture mentalities of restriction. And um, especially you know, as like at any age, but especially yeah. she's four. She's like, four. yeah, like the whole all the kids like what? Like, yeah, is this is this what we want to teach them? Like it's the yeah. it's the this is bad and this is good that we're gonna yeah, talk it's about the, later yeah, it's, with yeah, diet exactly. culture that is like 
so bad. It's making food moral, basically. Yeah. Food is food. Yeah, food is food. We need food to live. Yeah. Like, straight up. (laughs) um, I have been, in my daughter's lunches, putting a variety of foods. I usually cover all the food groups, but I also throw in there something for her, like a chocolate chip mini muffin um, or maybe one cookie as well because I believe in giving a variety and I don't believe my four-year-old should be on a diet um and I have yet to hear anything from from the school from that um if if they if they ever did say something beware of the wrath of me (laughs) because uh I would I will come down hard because I I I from from everything I just said like I firmly disagree um but I was very very upset for that mom friend and I was very upset for her daughter and her mom was just like I had a real problem with the teacher telling her her lunch was unhealthy and I was like yeah yeah I agree um I agree with you so like on so, so we, many levels too it's not like yeah. she's brought a box of chocolate chip cookies for lunch no. like and even if no. she did maybe that's all they had at home because they're having a hard time with money and at least they're sending food with the kid like yeah that's a huge point too that it's classist um it's a classist notion that oh only pack healthy things like healthy things are very are more expensive and yes. with things like food shortages and stuff going on right now um things are even more expensive yeah and it's 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 not possible for people to pack only nutritious things like plus everybody you talk to and you can if you look at every single different diet like atkins keto like weight Watch, if you look at all yeah. these different diets every different diet has a different opinion on what is healthy like exactly one diet yeah. will tell you that fruit is great and another one will tell you that fruit is bad and if you yes. look at like nutrients and what the body needs like your body needs a variety so like you can't have a teacher telling you what is healthy and what isn't because the parent could have a completely opposite opinion, first of all. Second well, and, of all. Yeah. I, I, and also, I don't believe that they are an authority on the matter. They're not a, nu- a yeah. doctor or a nutritionist. They're not um, a dietitian. They're not, you know, a specialist in child nutrition. They're yeah. a specialist in teaching children, yeah. but they're not a specialist yeah. in, you know, in... And even so, like to some extent, I don't know, I could go on and on for the, for hours and I feel like <laughs> I will. But but basically, um, I just it's I don't want my daughter thinking that she needs to go on a diet um, at the age of four. And that's where my biggest issue with it lies. So, yeah, because I, I remember being like six years old and having kids tease me that I was fat. So like yeah. it's it crazy. T- yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. And that comes from your peers. And you know that kids are harsh and like kids are cruel and kids will just say whatever they see. But to have it come from a teacher, to have it come from an adult who should know better, it really feels to an extent, it feels almost like bullying. Well, yeah. And what if that what if that kid I mean, I don't think the teacher meant it like this. I mean, for all I mean, what do I know? I wasn't in that classroom, but like. But the, the the student could totally take it like you're too fat to eat that cookie. You're too Absolutely. fat to eat that. So you shouldn't be so you shouldn't be eating that zucchini muffin. Not it's not healthy for you or whatever maybe way the teacher meant. Like I I'm sure there was. I don't want to say I'm sure because I don't actually know. But I would like to think and hope that it came. The teacher thought they were coming from a good place because they didn't right, know better. Yeah. But but then it's up to 
the parents to step, you know, to step in and create boundaries around that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Because that's when you, like, that's when I go, we'll be going home, Mama Bear, (laughs) on whoever wants to call my child fat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of like, and it's like segueing kind of into our topic of diet culture. It's very, like, it's so ingrained in our society, diet culture, that it's, it's almost like, I don't want to say not the teacher's fault, but the teacher doesn't know better, right? Like she doesn't because yeah. she's been in, she's, it's been ingrained in her. Yes. Um, we, we kind of like we, meaning you and I have seen the light. We know the harmfulness of it. We know why it's not for us, why we don't want it to be for our families, why yeah. we feel like, why we're doing this podcast. We know that, but like not everyone knows that, right? So yes. it's, it's up to us to advocate for what we believe in for our families and for ourselves and to educate people and that's what the whole podcast is about that's what we're doing here that's what we're doing (laughs) so yeah Yeah. so do we want to maybe define diet culture for everyone because it's such a i feel like it's such a like i don't know a word that's or two words a compound word that gets used and thrown around so much that we should probably talk about what it means yeah yeah so we have a definition here that we found online but after that, I think we're going to go into yeah. further what it means to each of us and how exactly. we're going yeah. to be talking about it on this podcast. Exactly. So the definition, do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. Um, so I got, I just got this from, I literally, I literally typed in diet culture definition into Google. And this is the first thing that came up. It's from a website called verywellfit.com. To be honest with you, I have not vetted the website. I don't know what they're about, but we just really like the wording. Yeah. And this is how we believe it is perceived. So yeah. diet culture is the pervasive belief that appearance and body shape are more important than physical psychological and general well-being it is the idea that controlling your body particularly your diet by limiting what and how much you eat is normal yeah um and i think that last sentence is very important because that's what is seen as as normal in our society and um we're kind of we're kind of rogue right now our podcast by (laughs) trying to we are like it's we're we're going against the society's grain right um but um, that's that I think it's changing, though, hopefully. But yeah, that's the definition. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's what changing? I was going like, to say it's changing yes. depending on like the type of media you follow. Yes. Like if you don't watch the news and then you follow yep. people on social media who talk about like intuitive eating, for example, or like, yep. you know, no food. I follow this girl on Instagram, no food rules. And mm-hmm. she's so funny. Um, but when you start following stuff like that, the algorithms show you more. And then when you yep. see more like that, it helps break this societal mold that we're used to living in. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So what so how do you relate to the definition, Bay? Like, how do you what do you see if within yourself? Like, how does it relate to you? Yeah, I feel like this definition pretty much hits the nail on the head um Mm -hmm. i feel like for me diet culture is it's become a way of life where it's expected that everyone's on a diet and it's expected that everyone's trying to like change how they look and it's just become like normal 
to mm-hmm. to want to change how you look and to to want to restrict what you're eating and I don't know. I know that's all in the definition. I just uh... no. I think that's a really good point. Like even it's it's normal for like diet culture is so ingrained in us. Like it's no it's not seen as normal for people in a bigger body to want to be in a smaller body. And if you don't want that, then you're considered weird. And it's seen yeah. as people who are already thin, like wanting to stay thin, right? So wanting to maintain that. So that's an aspect of diet culture too. And yeah. if you're in a bigger body and you don't want to go into a smaller body, that you're considered unhealthy. Yes, absolutely. And that yeah. is awful too, because yeah. as we touched on in our very first episode, we are healthier now than yeah. we were when we were like struggling to stay thin and, you know, um, absolutely. eating disorder behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. Because there's nothing healthy yeah. about an eating disorder. No. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's the and that the first part of the definition hits home for me because when I was in the middle of my eating disorder, that is the exact th- thing that I believed. I believed that being small was more important than my physical well-being, my psychological well-being and my general well-being. I thought that being thin was was what I needed in order to feel um, loved and in order to feel accepted in society. So I was willing to sacrifice um, my well-being for that, including my physical well-being. Like, obviously, I knew that taking laxatives every day was bad for me. Obviously, yeah. I knew that making myself throw up every day was bad for me. But I was willing to look past that in order to because it worked. Doing those things actually made me thinner. So yeah. I was willing to um, to to do them and put my health and well-being aside in order to achieve that and that is and while that is a very extreme example um it it's i think it is the ultimate goal of diet culture really in general even for people who are just on a keto diet or on a whatever you're putting your psychological and physical well-being aside in order to be thin you're starving yourself you're feeling hungry and ignoring those feelings yeah you know what I mean? Your yep. your your body is craving carbs because you're not eating them and you're ignoring that. Yeah, because um, someone else because, is telling you that it's bad. Yes, because someone else is telling you that eating carbs will make you fat. So the other yeah. thing that I feel like could be added to this is like it diet culture is putting all your trust in something external that that is what's healthy for you when every body is different. Absolutely, that's a really good point. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's like you're you have to follow whatever diet you're on is like a regimen that you have to follow. That is the opposite of listening to your body, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. listening to, and it's really counterintuitive. Like it I remember, re- I remember before, even before I was in the middle of eating disorder stuff on diets being like, is this really the way? Like I'm miserable. Like, yeah. is this really what I have to do? Like, do I really have to? And it's almost like the no pain, no gain mentality, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, the thing. You get yeah. praised. It's like, oh, you, get praised. you, yeah. you only had a bite of your chocolate cake. Look at you. Good, Good for you. job. Good, good job. Yeah, exactly. You said no to dessert today. Good job. You, you said, you know, you were going to eat chips, but then changed your mind and didn't. Good for you. Like, yeah. And it's like, you know, it becomes and then when that happens, you get a dopamine hit and then that makes you want to continue it. But really, at the end of the day, um, yeah. at the end of the day, 
it's it's not what you know what I believe is healthy for the majority of people if not anyone right like yeah it's it's not you know restriction is not it goes against what what our bodies are meant to do so yeah I yeah like food diet culture for like nutrition and health for me is something that your body knows your body knows it from birth and diet culture is breaking you of your natural instincts because everybody else knows better than you and it also like i I don't know it's i agree with that um and the example i have that is my toddler is like my daughter who's four when when she was a toddler and she's very she'll regulate herself i can put a giant thing of food in front of her and she will eat as much as she wants and she will stop when she's full like i will literally put sometimes i purposely put more than i know she'll eat um and i just watch her graze and eat what she wants and then she'll be like okay mommy i'm done and okay like yeah and be but we're i don't have to worry about her overeating air quotes because she is at the age where she hasn't been conditioned by society yet to yeah to not listen to her body she listens to her body so i think that's a good way to put it diet culture is conditioning yeah it's absolutely it's literally conditioning to not listen to your body and to go with someone else and it's like yeah it's so like I keep becoming speechless because it's so crazy. Like, yeah, I really it's like diet culture. Literally. Yeah, that's what it is for me. Diet culture is yeah. crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think that you. Yeah, sure. You can absolutely restrict something and lose weight. You absolutely can. But life is so much more than what you look like. Yeah. And society has made it feel like. That's yeah. all you should care about is what you look and, like. And what health outcome are you going to actually, actually, actually have from doing that? If you lose weight, um, diets have, and this is a very important statistic, and this statistic comes from Intuitive Eating, um, the book uh, called Intuitive Eating, which we quoted in one of our earlier episodes. But um, I believe reading that they, the statistic is like diets have a 95% failure rate. So yeah. when you enter into a diet, you're literally putting your health on the line and you're literally risking um gaining all the way back and more because you are engaging in diet culture behavior so um that's that's it you know that's where that comes in it's really you know we'll talk about this later on how the medical community views it as well but like it's really kind of a twisted topsy-turvy thing but yeah no it it definitely it definitely um, for me, it's definitely, it's when I, when I realized there had to be something more than my eating disorder out there. And when I found intuitive eating and I found body acceptance, I remember thinking like, you know, okay, like there has to be something more than the way I've been living. Cause it's not worth it. Like, yeah, it's not, I can't keep sacrificing this. It's not sustainable. That's another thing too. Diets aren't sustainable. You Never. can't. You can you can starve yourself for a couple months or a year even, but eventually you're gonna get sick of doing it. Yeah, and, and you your can, bo- and your body's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, because it's gonna want to eat. That's but. the thing. Like I I called it a lifestyle change. You can call it whatever you want. It's still yeah, a call, diet. Yeah. 
and it's like so diet. Mm-hmm. yeah i called it a lifestyle change and it was a lifestyle change in a sense whereas like i was a student in university and then so you're sitting around a lot you're drinking a lot with your friends whatever and then yeah. after when i was in the height of my diet culture days i was absolutely i was eating I was I would not mix more than two food groups in one meal because I believed that it passed through your body quicker if you only ate two food groups like vegetables and a carb or vegetables and protein or like if you only mixed one thing it's like called food combining I think and if you do it like that it passes through the body quicker and then you have less blah 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 so like yeah speeds of your metabolism yeah 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 supposedly I'm yeah I'm you can't see but I'm quoting air quotes yeah because yeah it probably doesn't do anything (laughs) yeah and like that was one of the things I've tried of course like we've tried everything we've tried everything and And that's the thing people try everything because they think oh well this one didn't work for me so maybe this will work for me and like i don't know i just feel like and and stuff like weight oh my god i'm i'm getting totally off track (laughs) off track here but when the height of in the height of my days like yeah i lost so much weight but like you're you're really I totally lost my point because diet culture just makes me so crazy. Like, I just can't. Clearly, we're both very passionate about this topic, so. <laughs> um, but, okay, well let's, well, let's move on to our next point, which I'm really excited to talk about. But, like, what do we, what do we do when diet culture comes up in conversations with friends and family? So, we've just, we've established that Bay and I absolutely do not subscribe to diet culture we are into body acceptance we're into intuitive eating listening to our bodies we believe that obviously very passionately so what do we do if um you you see you know you're you're gonna talk to your friend so say we're gonna name our friend judy so say we were like hey judy what's going on and judy judy's decided that she's she's started keto yeah so how do we handle that so and she's really excited about it because it's a new thing yeah right so how what do we what do we say and she's going on and on about it and oh it's so great and i've already lost five pounds and i just started a week ago and you know yada 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 like how do we handle that situation um for me usually i would just go like oh and i would not engage Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't sound happy or sad regardless. I'd be like, oh, and I would probably be trying to think of another topic to change the subject. And I I feel like that's not necessarily depends on the friend. It's not necessarily yeah. the right way to handle it because Judy might think that I don't care. But also what she thinks is none of my business. So I just have to control Mm -hmm. i just have to protect my own mental well-being and most of the time i actually you know what i remember having a conversation with a similar judy um Mm -hmm. maybe like six months ago and i think she did say something like oh i need to go on a diet blah 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 and then i think usually i bring up like oh i read this book intuitive eating have you heard of it like usually Mm -hmm. trying to like direct them that way and then if they're not interested if they think it's a diet i would try and change the subject yeah yeah i've had the situation come up a lot with the judy's in my life um and i have talked to my therapist about it because i'm in there i'm in therapy for um for 
um, eating disorder related recovery stuff. And um, one of the things that my therapist reminds me is that everyone is on a different journey um, and that I'm on a different journey than them. They're on a different journey than me and that we have to respect that. But at the same time, we don't have to show that we're we don't have to lie and show that we're proud of them when we're not or that we like what they're doing when we don't. And the phrase she taught me, I I think I brought this up in our first episode, but the phrase she taught me was, um, I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah. And because you're not saying anything about the diet. You're not saying anything about whether whether it's good or bad, whether you like it or you don't. You're just commenting on what you think is their happiness in that moment. Yeah. Um, and I the reason I really like that phrase is because maybe they'll think twice about whether they actually are happy doing that or not um, yeah. and whether it makes them happy. Um, because I think that that's something that would be would would be like, oh, am I actually happy doing this? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? That would make me think twice, potentially. Um, and it's a, just a neutral response that and then absolutely after saying that, I would probably change the subject as well. I would yeah. probably move on to something else. Um, and then if they kept bringing it up over and over again or kept trying to bring the topic back to that. I would be honest and just say, you know, I don't subscribe to diet culture. Let's talk about something else. Because, I was just going to say that, too. Yeah. I don't subscribe to diet culture. Yeah, um, um, I believe in intuitive eating. I believe yeah. in I believe in intuitive eating. Um, I mean, you know, for me personally, I always say I'm in recovery from an eating disorder. Like and I'm just honest. And then I say, like, I believe in body acceptance and 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 just that we're all meant to be in different sized bodies. And then I so I'll just say, like, can we please talk about something else? And then usually sometimes they'll ask me what those things are, like, what's intuitive eating? And then I'll explain it, of course, in a respect because they'll way. think it's a diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it's funny when I first came upon intuitive eating um, and, I, and it was it's also something that people in eating disorder recovery use as well. I thought it was a diet. I was literally yeah. I remember reading the book um, waiting to the getting to the diet part. And yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so it might have been also the way the publishers um, did because the tagline at the time and it's different now. If you look up the book now, it is a different tagline, but it was. It was intuitive eating, the revolutionary guide that works. That was the name. And I was like, so when you use that language works, yeah. you, 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 your mind, which has been infused with diet culture, goes works at losing weight. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's part of it. But yeah, I think I I think there's nothing wrong with just changing the subject. And but I also think there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries verbally and, and saying that's what I was just going to yeah. say. I feel like it's really important yeah. to let your friends and family know that you're yeah. not down for diet culture talk and that they can yep. talk to somebody else about it, not you. Because, yeah. like, for whatever reason, like, whether you're in therapy really or, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, I... It doesn't even matter if you're in therapy or not. If, if no. you just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm not in therapy for it. And I... I don't know. I've I've always felt like my eating disorder was not as severe as your eating disorder, but like it's not a competition here. No, but it's like not a competition. But it it always felt to me like, oh well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I feel like regardless of what your reasoning is, if yeah. you don't want to talk about it, it's and it's just so common in society for it to come up. But I think it's really important when people do bring it up. If it's a one on one thing, just like oh well, I don't. I don't yeah. have anything to say about that because I don't, I don't yep. believe in diet culture, you know? Yeah. 
And, yep, and you don't have to be mean about it. You, you just have to be, you know, and, and you don't have to have an eating disorder to not want to talk about diet culture. You, yeah. you might just be fed up with dieting. You might just really be on a journey of body acceptance. You don't you like, you know, there could be a million reasons why you don't want to talk about it. And that's fine. Um, yeah. And you don't need to justify your reason. Yeah. You, you, it, yeah, you exactly. are completely entitled to every journey but that you're on. You made a really good point. Like I remember uh, when I first started therapy, I actually... It's, it's not, I'm going to use this terminology even though I don't know how PC it is, but I came out to my friends and family about having an eating disorder um, and that I'm in recovery for it. And I came out to my friends and family and basically said, I, I can't touch dieting with a 10-foot pole. I don't want to ever talk about it. So yeah, basically, I'm not going to be engaging in those conversations. And it wasn't even directed at any one person. It was just like, just so you know, this is what my life is like right now. Um, yeah. this, is what my li- this is what I believe. If you're going to look for validation on something that I don't believe in, like, then find someone else to give you the validation because I won't be giving it to you. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So that there's nothing wrong with also prefacing that, too. It takes a lot of courage to do that because they're immediately going to attack you on like, well, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be very accepting and loving. Yeah. But but they could attack you on things like, well, what do you mean? You're you're not going to continue to try to be thin like that's unhealthy. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Um, but you know, but it's like, I turned off my notifications for Snapchat because I have a friend who keeps posting about her meals as, Mm. as like her way of, I don't, I don't, I don't know what her intention is, but like, it always just felt so icky to me because it's like, I don't want to see what you're eating. I don't care what you're eating. Like eat whatever you want to eat. But it was almost like a look at me, be proud of me. I'm Look, I'm just eating a for, salad instead yeah, of... Yeah. I'm eating carrot yeah. sticks for a snack. It's like, cool, do you want carrot sticks? Do you yeah. want dip with that? Do you not want dip yeah. with that? Are you not eating dip because you think dip is too fatty? Or are you on keto and you have all kinds of dip because you think fat is great? Yeah. Like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. No, and it can be... I can understand, like... I mean, I've posted photos of my meals and stuff, um, especially if I go on vacation and I go to awesome restaurants. But yeah. obviously that's not coming from a diet culture place. It's coming exactly. from a, look how delicious this looks. Yeah. I'm so excited to be at this restaurant and eat yeah. this food place. But that's a little different than, and it's not every day, right? Yeah. So also if, if I make my, if I make a really good meal, um, and it could be anything. Like I made potato and leek soup the other day and it, it came out really well and I loved it and it was so good. And I, I, I forgot to take a picture of it, but I was going to post it just yeah. because I was so like proud of myself for making it and yeah. for having it taste so good. So yeah, so there's there's definitely um, there's definitely some you know what I mean some some things actually and this kind of segues into our next point about pop, pop culture references because it it's kind of like social media right like yeah I feel so, like social media is where you see it now yeah, because there's a yeah. difference between posting a, a recipe like hey I made this soup if you want the recipe let me know yeah. versus hey, look at these carrot sticks I'm eating. Or yeah. maybe not carrot sticks. There's too much sugar in carrots. Maybe you're eating pepper and and celery. Yeah, you're eating just celery. <laughs> Nothing else. Because yeah. celery is like yeah. negative calories. And yeah, and you're eating, what is it? Um, artific- like nut butter. That's not peanut butter. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know. I love peanut butter. But like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just... Yeah, stuff like that, right? Like, 
And and cool if you like nut butter, by the way. Some people like the natural peanut butter better than the yeah. store bought peanut butter, and that's cool. Absolutely, I love almond but, butter over peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, there you go. I just love the flavor. Yeah, but that's yeah. A, that's the thing. Yeah. I just want to say that when you release yourself from this diet culture, it opens yeah. you up to a making fun of it, kind of like we are. And B, seeing it for what it is, which is just another industry trying to turn a buck because it is worth billions of dollars. And if the, yes. if you could believe that you could be happy and healthy just the way you are, they can't make money off of you. And, exactly. And That's a the really other, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like when you unsubscribe in life yeah. from diet culture, it makes it removes all this stuff from your brain. Like, how nice is it to look at a meal and be like, this looks delicious versus this is this many calories. This is also what I ate today. And this is what I can't eat later. And this is what I have to eat tomorrow. And this is much I have to work out tomorrow. Like, oh, my God, that's exhausting. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so exhausting. Like, my brain is open now to what makes me happy. What am I craving? What does my body need versus what am I allowed to eat? How many, how much am I allowed to eat? How much do I have to work out? What is everybody else doing? What is the new fad? What's going to work best? Yep. Oh my gosh, my clothes are too tight because whatever. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you say unsubscribe because I, um, so I guess when I'm on social media on Instagram and Facebook is where I see a lot of diet culture advertisements. Um, yes. Uh, and actually sometimes after recording these episodes, cause my phone hears us talking about it and I'm sure the word diet triggers some sort of thing in their algorithm, oh, but, right. um, um, but it's, but I literally, and I notice it, it's the day after Thanksgiving, the day after Christmas, those big food, bigger food holidays where you see, I see like 20 advertisements, maybe more, um, of dieting, going on diets, doing this fitness thing, doing this whatever. And it's like hide, 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 hide. And so there's nothing wrong with hiding those. And I sometimes even report them if they're Same. really, really diet culture-y. I report them. Yeah. I report um, them as offensive. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that, you know, there's any. So my point of saying that is sometimes you do have to unsubscribe. Like yeah. literally. And literally. Me metaphorically, kind of like we were talking about, but also literally. Literally yeah. click the unsubscribe button or the hide button. Or the whatever of yeah. things that aren't, you know, things remove. that, yeah, yeah, remove, yeah, remove the them people. from your life. Yeah, yeah. the people, uh, maybe the delete accounts. Yeah, yeah, delete accounts that you find triggering. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like you wanted it to curate your newsfeed so that it represents, um, I guess, feelings of joy and happiness and yes. love and and accept and body acceptance. You don't want to yes. see. If you have constantly have advertisements for diets, you're not going to want to embrace your own body because you're going to be, con again, it's conditioning yes. to not, right? So Exactly. That's something that really helped me was yeah. changing the the pages I follow, yeah. like removing them or just muting them yeah. if I just wanted to take a break. Um, yeah. and I also, like, I mute people who are on weight loss journeys there's yeah, air quotes with that same. um because every once in a while they'll post their their they'll post their progress um yeah. and that can be triggering but it's and you know what if that's their journey that's their journey 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they're allowed to post whatever they want, but I don't need to see it in my feed if I don't want to. So yeah. I can hide it. I don't it. care I how far them. you ran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't care how far you ran. I don't care that a year ago you were 60 pounds heavier. You're still, in my opinion, a beautiful person no matter what you weigh. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like I have this one friend who, or Facebook friend who, is post- posted her journey I think yesterday and it was like look at how I used to look and look how I'm like I'm like also um last year you had a baby so yeah. like you know what I mean like it's kind yeah. of a little bit different but it's but it's one of those things where I just hid her post because I didn't want to see it and yeah. um and by, by me doing that it tells Facebook that I don't want to keep seeing posts like that so yeah. it will eventually um and a lot of it is to sell you things like I have another Facebook friend who who um is part of Herbalife, which is an MLM, multi-level marketing scheme. And I say scheme, but it's a multi-level marketing company. And she'll be like, look how great I look. Join the next challenge. Yeah. And it's getting her to join people on Herbalife. And it's... But like, let's talk about that word, for example. Because diet yeah. culture is a challenge. And yes. it is not a good challenge. No. If the If the success... If the failure rate is 95%, do you really yes. want to take that challenge? No, thanks. Yeah. Is that really worth your time and energy? Yeah. Is that really worth? Um, and, well, and they use buzzword like journey, weight loss journey, ch- challenge. I've been on this journey. Um, and it's 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 kind of like they're taking words that aren't diet culture and trying to turn them into diet culture. words. Yeah. Like I'm on a journey, too. It's a journey of self-acceptance. Exactly. Right. So like. But it's, that's it's, what the diet culture industry has had yeah. to shift their marketing yeah. to include words like healthy and journey. Wellness. And wellness. Because yeah. they're trying to disguise it because people are more woke. Uh, to what's going on and they are they need to still make their billions of dollars every year because like they're not going to make you know i'm just going to say weight watchers they're not going to make money if people decide that they love themselves and they don't want to change the way they look yeah and yeah and so it's like oh well maybe you love the way you look but you're not healthy so we're going to focus on health you know it's you know yeah it's a company telling you you're not healthy not a doctor or a you know so um yeah, like at the end of the day, like that's um, yeah, like at the end of the day, we see so much of that, right? Like we see so much um, and I'm noticing. So, um, you know, next on our list is like commercials and TV and films. We were talking about how, yes, they're still um, not an equal representation of bigger bodies. Yeah. But that they're starting to be. Um, yeah, I watched. Didn't you have an example of a. Yeah, you had an example, right? Yeah, so much more. So, like, actually, the other day, I watched Thor, Love and Thunder, the fourth installment of Thor. And Melissa McCarthy was in it. And I was like, yes. And, like, she is someone that I love who, like, represents, like, just being who you are and, like, how Mm -hmm. you look. And, like, it's cool. And, like, um, and there also, I watch these Hallmark movies where usually it's a thin man and a thin woman be, be you know falling in yeah. love and that's what that literally is the framework but they're opening up i saw one with the lead was yeah. in a bigger body and the entire movie was about body acceptance and like it it's wow, definitely amazing. yeah, yeah. It's starting it's, to change Absolutely. Melissa McCarthy is actually on a design show on HGTV. She she and her cousin are um, run this design show. 
And I actually like that she's represented as a bigger body on a design show because if you look at all the designers on HGTV, That's they're true. all they're all standard size people. And um, and and it was really nice to be like, oh, good, we have some representation on HGTV too. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. It's um, it's really like I mean, look, I mean, look at the Property Brothers. Look at um, you know, wh- like what's the other one? Um, there's I mean, there's a thousand of them. Like Aaron in Hometown. Look at um, Windy Jen City. On no Demo Rehab. Reno. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah Jen on No Demo Reno. Like they're all like, it, you know, it's like in order to be on HGTV, not only do you have to be good at design, but you have to look a certain way. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's so it was really nice that they I mean, obviously, she got hired on the design show because of her status as a celebrity. But yeah, still, at least she's bringing some representation. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But, well, and that's the thing. And so, like, I just like in that in that situation, the scene mm-hmm. like the scene that she was in, she was in a small scene in the movie, yeah. but she was representing someone who was in the third movie and that Mm -hmm. person from the third movie was not in a bigger body and i really like that it was okay that someone in a bigger body was representing someone who was in a bigger body and i'm saying it kind of vague like this to like not take away from the fun of the movie Yeah. yeah but like um i loved that so much so well, it was much. almost like that character in a bigger body was allowed to be just a character and not like the comic relief or the yes. being made fun of for being bigger or whatever, right? Exactly. Like the butt of the jokes, the whatever. They yeah. were they were allowed. Because Melissa McCarthy's been in other movies, but she, as herself in a bigger body, but she's sometimes been the comic relief where yeah. you're kind of making fun of her size too, right? Oh, you know what else? I watched um, Senior Year, which is Rebel Wilson on Netflix. And she's lost a lot of weight throughout COVID. But um, I still feel like she's not like stick thin, like what society would want you to strive for. I think she looks like, yeah, not to use the diet culture buzzword healthy, but like, yeah, I think she looks like normal, like average size. Yeah, yeah. And I or really like what diet culture thing, you know, makes you think is advertised. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it was really nice that this one guy was like, oh, yeah, like still like. I know this does. It's not going to this now that I'm about to say it doesn't come across very well, but he he was like still like admiring her body. And like, I like that Rebel Wilson is able to now mm-hmm. like and I feel like she's not being admired necessarily because she lost weight. And especially in this movie, it doesn't talk about weight loss at all. It's just like, I just, yeah, I like that she's not the butt of the joke. And like, yeah. I don't know. You like that even though she's in, she's still in a bigger body for society standards. She was liked by a guy and like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying. I mean, it's, it's funny, like. Uh, yeah, and, and I would love to see more of these representations. Yeah. Um, in in because I don't I still don't think there's enough, and I still think the um, film and television industry can come a, a lot farther than they have <laughs> by hiring different um, body types and different 
um, sizes and even with things like extras and things like, or I guess technically they're called background actors now, background uh, work and whatnot. Like you, it's still, I have friends that are involved in that and it's still, you have to be a certain size and fit into a certain um, size clothing to do it. And it's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's like we can we don't need to be like when you walk around in the town that you live in, you see bodies of all shapes and sizes. You don't just see thin people. Exactly. That's so what why I was aren't we representing? Yeah. Why aren't we representing everyone? Yeah. Well, not only that, the average person, I think, is a size like 14. Yes, and yeah. like most clothing stores only go up to a size 14. So like it's so messed up. Yeah, it's like, really messed up. Yeah. It's so messed up to think that yeah. the average person can maybe shop at a normal yes. store. Like maybe. Yeah. It's crazy if it fits a certain way, but <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally get it. But um do you have just I mean, we already kind of touched on social media, but do you have any and you already mentioned one of them, but do you have any other people you love following on social media that maybe we can tell the listeners about um like positive body positive people body acceptance people um i follow ashley graham i think she's really good at like body and lizzo both Mm -hmm. really good at body acceptance um and then in terms of like shifting away from diet culture in terms of food yeah the no food rules or anyone who talks about intuitive eating I feel like they're better people to listen to than like diety yeah. people. But not all of them though, because like some people do use intuitive eating as a weight loss thing. And that's the other, the other thing about this diet culture definition is like it result the the intent is to result in weight loss. And mm-hmm. our intent for this podcast is to say that like, you can be healthy exactly how you look right now. And like, you can be, you can love yourself exactly how you look right now. And like, you don't need diet culture exactly, to change yeah. who you are and restrict what you're eating in order to love yourself. Um, so I don't know if I actually have, I, I can't think of any handles of people. Um, but if I do like yeah. think of some after I can totally put them in the show notes or like if you go to my Instagram listener um you can probably see who I'm following so that would help too yeah yeah there is one um I can't remember her last name but her first name's Allie A-L-L-I-E she's got a lot of followers if you just type that in you'd probably find it she is a huge advocate for body positivity body acceptance loving the body you're in she has her own journey of eating disorder stuff um and yeah, she used to be a size like two or four and now she's a size 20 and she talks about that a lot. Um, she does Amazon hauls and um, does a lot of try-ons of clothes um, from different popular retail stores. Um, and it actually is kind of great because it gives, if you're um, if you're wondering how the clothes fit relative to certain sizes, it helps you be like, oh, okay this store the the 20 is a true size 20 or this one it's smaller so if i were to buy it and i'm this size i could buy x size and it would fit me you know what i mean so yeah um she it's really great but she talks about she also has a daughter and she's trying to have her daughter not um not um subscribe to diet culture as well so she's great and i also follow um the authors of intuitive eating as well so, oh okay yeah they're on instagram if anyone okay. if you want to yeah evelyn Tribali is one and oh, i can't remember the other one's name 
Um, we'll link it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. I feel like on on TikTok, it's easier to find people to follow. If you give mm-hmm. it like a couple weeks with your algorithm, if you're new to the platform or if you don't use it or whatever, yeah. you just make sure you're liking things that are in alignment with what you want to see and scroll past the stuff that you're not and do That's that really for like point. yeah yeah do that for yeah. like 15 minutes a day for two weeks and your feed will be full of body positivity and like uh, it's mm-hmm. like a new shift of accounts yep. to follow because i kind of went extreme when i first started my journey because my journey was like if i saw thin people I my brain translated that to I could look like that I have looked like that let me try and look like that again so I kind of like removed all of them and mm-hmm. just had the like plus size people to follow to so that it became the thing is too is like it becomes normal to see those things because it was abnormal for me to see plus size bodies on social media yeah. but then when you subscribe to a bunch more pages then you're seeing a lot more of that and then it becomes normal and then it becomes normal to see all these different bodies yeah which is like a good way to like decondition decondition yeah and i've done that too i've i've well it's i have more maybe not to that extreme but i i will seek out um influencers that are um that want to send a body positive message or body acceptance message or even body neutrality message yeah so yeah yeah um and and those creators are what i like to like support and you know yeah even if they're actually their content is about something else completely different if they still have a diet mentality i usually unfollow them yeah same like even if they're not a diet even if they're not a like like say they they're talking about something else but then they say one or two things every couple weeks that are diet culture i'm like no i i can't no yeah you know like yeah yeah so and then um i guess i really wanted to talk about diet culture in the medical community and how and this so we're gonna make this a um episode in itself because it's such a huge topic but i think we should just touch on it briefly and as an intro into that episode um and then we can elaborate on it more um but i know i have had experiences with it um i believe you have as well oh yeah um and um i think it's a good good like good it's a good kind of intro to talk about why the medical so why do we think the medical community subscribes to diet culture like there's a couple Um, reasons why i have a couple in my head but like um yeah yeah i think there's a lot of biased studies out there that didn't take a full scope to prove Mm -hmm. whatever because like it's science they have a hypothesis they're literally trying to prove their hypothesis hypothesis (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) and it depends on the scientist are you trying to prove yourself right or are you trying yeah. to get the facts? And a lot of these studies, I think this was in intuitive eating or maybe it was in health at every size. Um, a lot of these studies are sponsored by companies who have an agenda. Companies. Yeah. 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 And weight if loss you, companies. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's an agenda, you're not going to get an unbiased result. And mm-hmm. that's the problem with the medical community is that they'll cite sources and the sources will be researched, but they may not be fully scope researched um, because of 
these other factors that we don't yeah. even know about. And also, I think in one of the books, it also talked about the medical medical community not actually getting a lot of education in nutrition. They get yes, there's so much that a doctor yeah. has to study that they can't study everything there is about nutrition in terms of like micronutrients and macronutrients and like what the body needs and how to diagnose different bodies based on you know you could be deficient in a certain mineral you know anyway yeah I think those are two amazing points or two or three amazing points um and then just to add on to that um, there's a couple of things. So I, I think that in terms of research and what's been put out there, um, it's been a lot about white, um, white, like, like the, basically the textbooks that the doctors read are written by white people. They're, they're taking a very European approach, um, and not, so it doesn't take into consideration different body types from different cultures. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a huge point. So your culture, um, and your body type based on your, ethnicity might not be might not have been studied um and i think that that's a that's a really important thing to to mention also in a lot of situations um i think the medical community wrongly will draw conclusions like um being what they consider in a smaller body equals less health conditions so it's easier to tell someone lose weight to, to cure this condition instead of trying to find um, the root cause of it that yeah. has nothing that might have nothing to do with that. So it's easier for a doctor to say. So if I come, say, with an issue like, oh, I have I have a knee. My, there's a knee pain. There's something going on in my knee. Oh, well, you weigh X amount. You should be losing weight and then your knee will stop hurting. Yeah. Okay, but but why is my knee actually hurting? Is there yeah. like, am I, did I break it? Did I like lose cartilage? Did I, you know, is yeah. it bruised? Is it like, like you're not, you're not answering yeah. the question. You could have like, osteoporosis. Do I have osteoporosis? Being, do I, you could yeah. be diagnosed as Arthritis, just fat, like, which yeah. is not yeah. something yeah. that yeah. is like, which it, yeah, be, being fat is not the same as having cancer. Like, yeah. it's not going to kill you. Like, no. No, and um, in fact, a lot of people, this was in the Health at Every Size. I remember the Health at Every Size study was they took two groups of people. One of them was were on diets with restrict, food restrictions to try to be um, a certain size, to try to be smaller, and one group wasn't. And at the end of the study, the group that tried to go on diets ended up, a lot of them ended, I think most of them ended up failing, if not all of them. Yeah. And a lot of them ended up gaining more weight than they were before they started the study. And yeah. their health, uh, their health outcomes, meaning their cholesterol, their, their, um, their blood work like that was worse, worse. than, than their, than their counterparts who were just told to live their lives normally and, and not try to restrict things there's so there's a lot of good information in those books listeners Mm -hmm. if you haven't read them and if you're new to this it it would really help you to learn about the medical community through these books they they shed some light on on things that we don't think about because we all i don't know if everyone feels the same way but i also i always feel like a doctor is an authority on all things yep. health and it's just not possible for one person to know everything about everybody and yep. not everyone fits into the same box 
and absolutely and there well that's a reason too why doctors refer you to other doctors because yes. they know their limitations about something so why aren't like i feel like there needs to be more referrals maybe about health and wellness to nutritionists and whatnot right like why yeah. is it why are doctors trying to diagnose you as being fat when that might not be you know what i mean like yeah it might not be something that's necessarily like you're drawing that conclusion without um they're yeah. yeah, and they're not working together. Like I was seeing a naturopath and an MD and my naturopath was like, you should get this blood work done so that we can find out if you need blah, blah, blah. And I went to my doctor and my doctor was like, no, I'm not prescribing that because your naturopath asked for it. And it's like, mm. why can't you work together so that yeah. we can try and figure out what's wrong with me? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does it have to be? Um, yeah, and a good point too is... Th- these i believe it's i can't remember if it's health at every size or intuitive eating talks about the bmi and how that was invented by um basically so like to put it in perspective it was invented by a white male um and it was made to be um a tool to it was actually made my understanding was it was made to be a tool to help during like world war one and world war two like what what like you know what i mean uh, I don't know if it was made to help like standard sizing or whatnot, but for uniforms and stuff. But anyway, it wasn't meant to be a tool to to define all health the way it mm-hmm. is seen as now. Um, yeah. And it also because it was made by a white male, it wasn't it doesn't take in consideration um, women, uh, people of color, people of different ethnicities. Um, it doesn't take into consideration any of that um, those yeah. changes. So or the, in those aspects. So like I don't describe I don't ascribe to it like um, like I like when I go to the doctor, I I choose not to allow them to weigh me because in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Um, And if they don't know my weight, they can't tell me I'm too fat. They can't tell me anything else. Um, And also they can't tell me my BMI because I don't believe in that. Yeah. So and if there's other if I have concerns, health concerns, I want to be treated like someone who. You know what I mean? I, I want to be. Like I don't want to be. Exactly. I want to be treated like someone who would be, I guess, a standard size or whatnot. I don't want to be treated. I don't want that to be a blind spot, right? Yeah. So um, I think. But what's important to like? Because I feel like we could go on and on and yes. on, which is yeah, why I almost this feel will like we should end. Yes. Topic, but yeah, I, I feel like we won't. We, say... we can end it at that. Yeah. Well, after well, you yeah. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that if you're seeing a doctor. And they keep telling you that the reason you will go back to the knee example is because you're fat. Look for another doctor because like I stayed with my doctor for years when she was so narrow minded and she didn't align with my beliefs. And I found another doctor who did align and things moved forward. So I think everyone doctors Mm -hmm. are just like the teacher from the very beginning about the unhealthy snacks they come in to their education with their own bias and they come into their work with their own bias so i feel like they're humans just like everybody else and they have diet culture pushed on them from any age so they can bring those beliefs in and they can cloud Mm -hmm. their judgment just like any of the rest of us so it's really important that if you have potentially a doctor who is super diet culture um to look for another one if you don't subscribe to that 
Absolutely. And and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. It can be really scary because like you said before, you see them as a position of authority, but yeah. you're the authority on yourself. Like I'll give a good yes. example. Um, I had to get blood work done and just for an annual physical and my doctor had originally put it as fasting blood work, but fasting for me is a huge trigger for my eating disorder because I used to starve myself and fast for days. So yeah. um, I... I asked my doctor if there is a way that I could do the blood work without fasting and she changed it all and changed it so that I could do it without fasting. And like, that's an example of a doctor being supportive of you. And that, that, but I had to advocate for my doctor doesn't know that she doesn't know that that's triggering for me, even though she does know I have a history of eating disorder. She's not going to know that that one thing is triggering. Yeah. Um, and that I don't want to do it. So, um, I, and she was able to, so, so don't be afraid to think outside the box and find other ways to do tests or other ways to do things if they're triggering for you as well. Um, and that I feel, I, I loved that my doctor did that because it was like, we were working collaboratively together to, 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 to get the health out, like to achieve the test, like to get the, take the test to see what the health outcomes are. Right. So, um, yeah, so it was. So that's yeah, and that and my doctor is an example of a good doctor who will listen yes. to me, and um, it is very very. I've had her since I was younger, and you know she's very she's she was very when I told her about my disorder. Yeah, she was very accepting and very um, just wants to help, right? So yeah, um, yeah. So I think that that's that's that we could probably end it on that note that like, yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't like your doctor, find another one. Um, mm-hmm. or don't, and don't be afraid, but advocate yourself for yourself in situation, in medical situations, because you might, ha- you might be a situation where you have to, or where it's just a better outcome if you do. Yeah. And just with everything else about diet culture, um, like we talked about social yes. media and, it's really hard to get away from like diet culture commercials, but with TV yes. and film, you can absolutely change what you watch, change yep. the narrative in your own life so that you can absolutely if, unsubscribe, yeah. Un- yeah. unfollow, un- yes. hide things. Yeah. Yes. Because things. it'll really yeah. help shift your journey if you're on a body acceptance journey yeah. to follow people who support and subscribe the same beliefs that you do or the beliefs that you're striving to believe um so absolutely absolutely that, that's yeah. what that's my advice yeah to summarize this whole episode <laughs> and i honestly i think we could leave it at that because that is the best advice like that we're ending it on the how can we help you and those yeah. are definitely amazing suggestions so yeah so yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely do another episode on the yep. medical community for sure. Yep, absolutely. And we yeah. could do an episode on some of these. Some like I know, right? Media, like so, a lot of these <laughs> topics. But it's good to just touch on them to get so you get an idea of where we're coming from, and then from that yeah. point on. And yeah. diet culture is ingrained in every aspect of our society mm-hmm. because it's been around for so long. Yes. So, yeah, unsubscribing absolutely. and changing the the media and and everything changing everything about your life to really accommodate your new beliefs because they exist they are out there that's what this podcast is for there's so many people out there who who are like in your body like similar body to you that you can like look up to and learn from and like there's definitely you don't have to subscribe or be stuck in a diet culture box to live a long and happy and healthy life absolutely 
Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. You, in fact, you're going to be happier not doing it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so much happier. Or at least in our experiences. Yes. Yes. I don't know yeah. anyone who is on this journey who, unless they're Who's like, I wish I could go back to starving yeah. myself. Yeah, I know. I wish, I wish I could starve myself. I wish I could exercise five yeah. hours a day. I wish I could, yeah. you know. Exactly. But. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for yes, listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Comment on social media to let us know what you think. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Body Acceptance Babes. Please join our Patreon for bonus content, behind the scenes access, and more. If you or someone you love is struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating behavior, you can get help in Canada from the National Eating Disorder Information Center toll-free at 1-866-633-4220 or email nedic at uhn.ca or in the U.S. you can text or call the National Eating Disorder Association toll-free at 1-800-931-2237.